This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Betting Weekly Podcast, the English Premier League edition for an extra episode looking ahead to the midweek fixtures coming up. Uh, Lots and lots at stake in the Premier League. We're in the business end of the season. The title race is well and truly alive. The relegation fight uh, is in full flow as well. There's a battle for European places. There's so much going on. And alongside me uh, to break it all down and highlight some of their best bets are first up, Nigel Seeley. Nigel, how you doing? Recovered from Wembley? I've got a bit of a sore throat, Harry. Um, I, I had a sore, to be fair, I had a sore throat before going to Wembley, but uh, having two days at Wembley back to back hasn't really helped it. And uh, obviously, uh, yeah, got a little bit of a sore throat, but um, it wasn't through cheering many winners, I'm afraid, at Wembley. So, um, been a bit of a boring game, was it? Man City won pretty easy 3 0 against Sheffield United, could have won four or five, really. The other game was nil-nil. Didn't really live up to the expectation, but it was a good week for myself and Jack here on um, on the podcast uh, on the Premier League. We got both got two out of three. We both had a meatloaf, I think, so um, <laughs> it was good. And uh, we're in profit for the season again, which is great. And uh, looking to end the season very, very strongly in the next uh, four to six weeks now. Brilliant stuff. Also joining us, Jack Wright. Uh, how was your weekend, my friend? Good to see. You. Yes, very good. Yes, um, yeah, a little quieter than Nigel's, but I still still tried my best. Yeah, took in a game, had a few drinks, cheered on some winners. I had to keep double checking my phone yesterday to make sure that Newcastle were like five up after nineteen minutes. But yeah, but all very good. Yeah, yeah, it's very good weekend. And here we go again. Indeed, here we go again. Just a quick one uh, at the start of the show, guys, to let you all know that these games that we're highlighting, uh, the games that we're talking about, this midweek card in the Premier League is spread across Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So if you are listening in and you want to get some of these bets on, make sure you're aware of what what fixture is taking place when so that you don't miss anything um, in terms of uh, bets that you might want to get on the board. Uh, Jack, let's start with you, mate. Uh, Leeds United taking on Leicester City. Massive game down at the bottom of the league. Um, I was at Fulham at the weekend to see Leeds United, who I expected to come there and really give it a go against a side that we've spoken about uh, on this show in recent weeks that might kind of be on the beach in terms of Fulham. And it just wasn't the case uh, for Leeds. So they really need something here, don't they? They do indeed. What Big game. You talked about big games at the top and the bottom. This is the one, uh, it's Tuesday, so we're recording this Monday. So tomorrow, uh, it's 3pm Eastern time as far as the kickoff's concerned. And is is a huge, huge battle at the bottom. Um, and I was going to mention, you obviously first-hand experience, watch Leeds in the flesh on, on Saturday lunchtime. Uh, I saw highlights of it. And again, it, it just looked the same issues like uh, Meslier, seemed to me to be flapping at everything and uh, was potentially at fault for both the, the goals. Didn't get any kind of strong hand on, on the crosses in and kept it in the danger zone and, and Fulham took advantage. But uh, 
on obviously on the league earn show i'm going to mention this uh you know i'm sure all the viewers listeners will be avidly watching and listening the uh the league earn show with uh steve and james and uh, rob daly as well fantastic content those guys are doing and lots and lots of winners of course as well steve wiss has what he calls a steve wiss theory game and, and this would fit into that box um it's two sides at the foot of the table, you'd sometimes expect a tight and cagey battle because they're struggling for points. But when you can't defend, there's going to be goals involved. And and this is one for me that absolutely fits that criteria. The first goal will be big. We saw it at the weekend. I think it was out past 60 minutes by the time the first goal went in, Fulham. But then once that went in, there was a succession because Leeds knew they had to go out and, and, and try and get back into it. So even if there isn't an early goal in this one, then... I don't think it all's lost. My play on this is a little bit more aggressive. It's over 2.75 goals. So basically meaning that if there are um, three goals, we'll get profit. Um, half our stake will be on over two and a half goals. Half our stake will be on three on, on the Asian um, handicap. So, um, yeah, as I said, with, with Leeds, this is just conceding goals, isn't it? Um, they've conceded 11 in their last two at home. We've seen that. Nine games under Grazia. We thought we were going to probably see something a little bit tighter. We've talked about this before. The first two games were 1-0 results. But overall, those nine has been 36 goals. That's four goals a game, exact average. They conceded 23 in that point of time. And this bet would have profited in all of the last seven, getting full wins in five of them as well. Um Nigel's got a bet to come on to, so I'll leave him to talk about that side of things. But, you know, as far as Leicester are concerned, a big win against Wolves. Coming from behind, I think, was important because of their mentality. Um, Dean Smith, I think, is a manager uh, I've seen at my club that initially seems to get the players on side. He seems to be one of those kind of friendly coaches that a little arm around the shoulder kind of stuff. He's got Craig Shakespeare that does the same thing. I'm sure John Terry probably won't be that kind of coach and we'll be getting into some of his defenders again from what I saw he at the weekend. His arms around the missus. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say allegedly, but yeah, possibly, yeah. Uh, but I think there was, there was this positivity come out of Leicester from the weekend. We saw a really attack attacking lineup. They had four attack-minded players up front. Um, Vardy, flashes of... Uh, we talked about him a bit over the course of the season, but flashes of the old Vardy at, at the weekend. A bit of a turn of pace. He obviously won the penalty for him as well. They had seven shots on target, which I think is a big thing for them. So, obviously, creating nice amounts of chances. Took two of them. Um, 42% possession, which we'll see from Dean Smith. He'll sit deep. He'll look to play on the counter. So, I think that sets himself up perfectly for this game. Leeds... We'll go out. They're at Ellen Road. We know where they get roared on there. Leicester will look to sit deep and play on the counter. Two key pieces of fitness information, I think, would be the icing on the cake for Leicester here. Um, one player, they'll be desperate to get fit and available. That's James Madison, who, from what I've read, uh, the doctor called him off and unavailable on Saturday morning, um, but should be training today, Monday, and available for tomorrow. And Harvey Barnes, Leeds will be desperate for him not to be fit, but apparently he will be. He scored in each of his last six appearances against Leeds. So one to look out for. I wouldn't put it forward for this one because of his injury doubt. He's had a thigh strain. So, But one I'll be looking to play if he is in the starting lineup for shots on target or, or goals scored. And um, if not, off the bench as well. So, you know, one... one um, Leicester, the only side in Europe's top five divisions, um, not to have kept a clean sheet since the World Cup. So this does scream goals, um, but both sides can score. 41 goals scored by Leeds, 43 goals scored by Leicester. The, the top two as far as the bottom half of the table is concerned for goals scored. So screams goals this one, despite the perilous position of both of them. Over 2.75 is my bet at minus 112. 
Nice one. And uh, Nigel's gone down a similar route on this one. Um, tell us a little bit about your your play in this game. Yeah, I've gone for uh, a bet that did me well over the weekend. I said that the Premier League there's going to be more goals and game's going to be a little bit more open. And uh, the two matches I suggested where both teams were scored, both cashed as a yes for me over the weekend. And I'm sticking with that theory again here. And this leads to be Leicester game. Uh, Jack is absolutely right about the goals. Both sides have got goals in them. Uh, Leicester are very much more offence-minded at the weekend. Uh, Jamie Vardy did show glimpses of his former self, and it was a massive, massive win for Leicester. That, that win against the Little Wolves was taken out of the bottom three. They're a side that shouldn't relate. They, they will look at the table and think, why are we in this predicament? And the only way they know how to get out of it is to do what they did at the start of the season, as that attack and try to play entertaining football. Um, they can't defend. Leeds can't defend either. So why is anybody going to try to get a cagey draw? Why is anybody trying to set the stall out and try to get a, 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 a defend and, and try to nick a win? They're not good enough. It will backfire on them. So if you look at the stats, the last seven matches for Leeds, both teams have scored yes. Um, <clears throat> in the last four at home, both teams have scored yes. In Leicester's last seven matches, six, both teams have scored yes. Um, there's no real reason why these two sides would ever try to contemplate, try to play out a draw, even though a draw probably wouldn't be a bad result with Everton having to face Newcastle. I think there's more chance of it being a 2-2 draw than a nil-nil draw. I don't, I don't see any reason why the two sides would actually try to carve out a draw, which sometimes you look at the bottom tables and think that is the potential. That's a dangerous strategy for these two sides. The lead supporters haven't given up on their side. They will be out in force and they will expect a performance. And Leicester have to be buoyed by that win at the weekend. Uh, if if the two players that uh, Jack mentioned there, Madison and Barnes return, that, over, that just increases their goal threat. And um, I think this will be a, a very good watch. And I expect goals. Uh, it's a little bit lower odds or higher. The Americans say higher odds. We say lower odds. But it's a little bit higher than what I would usually go. But Bet Rivers are offering the best odds in the world on this market. Both teams to score yes. And uh, even though it's a little bit higher than what I would take, I think minus 152 still represents some value. If you don't want to play it as a single, a lot of people would look at minus 152 and not play it as a single put it in a parlay with another match we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, but I think goals here. Um, both teams to score, yes. Agree with Jack on the minus, uh, the over 2.75. Um, I'm slightly worried that three goals would be that, or, you know, you'd want to cash on three goals. I think that uh, that's sort of my only concern with that bet. But I do think both teams will score here and we could cash with two goals as well. So um, that's why you're going to get the, uh, the the lower odds, as we say in Europe, or the higher odds in America at minus 152. But both teams to score, is a banker for me in this match of the yes at minus 152. Landed in more games for Leeds than the other, any other side in the Premier League this season. 20 out of our 32 games, I think they played, but 20 anyway. So uh, the highest percentage of anyone in the league. Brilliant stuff. There you go. Um, let's take it on. Uh, West Ham United uh, are taking on Liverpool uh, at the weekend. Uh, sorry, on Wednesday, I should say, at the weekend. The weekend's just gone. Um, <laughs> they're playing on Wednesday night, um, Jack. West Ham getting a big win in the Premier League yesterday. Liverpool getting three points on the board, but not exactly looking convincing. No, exactly right. It's been a massive week for West Ham. And it's probably been a massive couple of weeks, really. Uh, we look back to that that game against uh, Newcastle where they completely imploded, lost 5-1 at home. And I thought that must be the end for Moyes. And and if the players wanted him gone, then I think then they would have done. Obviously went 2-0 down against uh, Arsenal. Uh, shortly after that and came back to get a 2-2 draw. Yeah, Arsenal missed a penalty, so a little bit of luck in that. But equally, you know, if you, you're two down against the, the league leaders, 
there's there's a chance that you can go under and that they've shown some strength for characters to come back from that um and say great week this week they're through to the europa conference league semi-finals they've done well in europe over the last couple of seasons they've done well again scored four goals followed it up by scoring four goals at the weekend and, and again we talk about these huge games at the bottom of the league they're, they're coming thick and fast at least one a week more more often that more than that given the amount of sides that are down there in trouble beating Bournemouth 4-0 away from home. Game put to bed pretty much after 20 minutes. And you think sometimes after these European nights, it's those tricky ones to then get back up for. He only made two changes as well, brought Fabianski back in goal. Um, so, like, it, it's much the same sort of side. And he's basically gone and, and done the same trick again. So, a 4-0 win, a Bournemouth side who were in decent form. They've been winning games. So, Showed, showed they're a threat. They're six points clear of the drop zone now. So they're getting to that point where another win, two wins, and, and they're you know, guaranteed safety and they can put the focus and attention on the um, on, on Europe. But um, yeah, really impressive there. It seems like Moyes has flicked the attacking switch. I think the problems we had with West Ham over the course of the season is that they just played very defensively. wasn't exciting at all. They had some players in forward areas to, to utilise and weren't. Um, and he seems to have found a bit of a formula and, and the players have, have clicked into gear probably since the World Cup and have now got the opportunity to get some silverware in, in a competition in Europe. So I think there's that that com- that kind of confidence, a bit of momentum that's going through it as well. We'd say we talked about them being non-attacking at the weekend. They had 18 shots. Ten of those were on target as well. So really impressive. And I think that confidence is is, is showing. Um, since that 5-1 defeat, they've gone five unbeaten, winning three of them as well. Only one defeat in seven at home, which is that one we then talked about. And, um, yeah, we're playing a Liverpool side that have obviously been inconvincing all season and especially away from home. They, they 3-2 against Nottingham Forest. We've talked about Forest. That's the poorest away record in the league. You'd expect Liverpool to absolutely steamroll them in that game. 4-0 kind of performance at, at home off the back of a, a, a massive win against Leeds, of course. And it was nip and tuck and, and they, they they edged it in the end. So um, it's away from home. I so that they've only had four wins from 16 attempts in the league, meaning this bet, which is West Ham on a plus handicap of plus half a goal at minus 109, would have landed in 12 of their Liverpool's away games so far this campaign. And I think where the crucial areas are, midfield, Declan Rice is showing real signs of form now, whether that's to get a big move in the summer and he's now coming into that period of time or not. But I think the midfield, West Ham will have the strength and the power and the legs over Liverpool's midfield. Um, and I think in forward areas, they'll they'll bully Liverpool as well. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I thought at the price, I'd take West Ham on a plus handicap, which basically means... If this is a West Ham win or a draw, we cash the ticket. So um, that's what I'm going with here. West Ham plus half a goal, minus 109. Nice one. And you know West Ham have turned the corner when uh, they've gone back to calling David Moyes the Moyesire. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's come back. I've seen that floating around social media well, the yeah. last couple of days. Um, that game, of course, takes place on Wednesday night. It's a 7.45 kickoff UK time. I think that's 2.45 yeah. uh, in the afternoon Eastern time. Uh, Nigel, let's come back to you, mate. Nottingham Forest, who we mentioned, took on Liverpool at the weekend. They face Brighton. How do you see this one going? Yeah, this is on Wednesday as well. A little bit early in that kickoff. It's a 2.30 Eastern time kickoff on Wednesday, 2.30 in the afternoon. So a little bit earlier. I think this is um, going to be very interesting, this one. I think it's interesting for the, the performance on the pitch and also for the betting move here. Um, Brighton in the last three matches <clears throat> have been probably the subject of the three biggest gambles that I've seen on the Premier League this season. Um, they were very, very heavily supported against Tottenham. 
and they failed to win. They failed to win that match. They lost that match, which is amazing when you consider what Tottenham form, the form Tottenham have been in, and amazing when you look at the match. If you rerun it again, they would have won that match 99 times. Uh, they were very heavily better against Chelsea, and obviously they won that one. And then yesterday, they were very, very heavily supported, down to plus 110 from a pre-match, around about plus 160, to beat Manchester United in 90 minutes. They didn't beat Manchester United in 90 minutes. Uh, but they have been the betters uh, team to head to in the last three weeks. And in the three weeks you've, we've done it, we've only had we've had a cash once against Chelsea. But the moves and the money behind them has been monumental. Huge, huge amounts of money. I'm going to be, I'm going to see, I'll be very interested to see whether the, um, <clears throat> my voice went really hard. <laughs> I'm going to see very, very interested. interested. <laughs> I'm very interested. I'm going to see um, if um, the money comes for them here. Because I don't think it will. I think there could be a move for Forest here. Because I think that Brighton have just gone through a massive, massive match at the, uh, against Manchester United. They've gone to extra time. They've then had to have the heartbreak of penalties. And I think that Brighton's season could implode over the next week. Um, I could be wrong. They could, they could go from strength to strength. But I've got a feeling that um, they might think, well, we're not going to make European football if we lose one more game. I think the Champions League is gone. Uh, they might force their way through to the Europa League, but it's a, a tall order. And I think they may just fizzle out. They've got a lot of games to play in a very, very short amount of period of time. They have next week, they have three games in what, 10 days, I think. Um, so they've got a lot of matches to play. And they play, they travel to a Nottingham Forest side who Jack touched on it there, are pretty useless away from home. You know, away from home, you, you couldn't bet Nottingham Forest at all. Um, but they played well against Liverpool. You know, they held Liverpool, went toe to toe with Liverpool, did all right. But at home, they're not bad. They're not bad. They've drawn with Man City. They've, you know, they've only usually lost against the better teams, not the, the top teams in the Premier League. Manchester United beaten them. A, a few other teams, Tottenham beat them earlier in the season. I know I think they lost to Bournemouth at the very beginning of the season, but their record in recent weeks at home isn't that bad. And they very rarely get beat heavily at home. And I think getting plus one and a quarter goals here for Bright, uh, for Nottingham Forest at home is a little bit too big. I think it's been priced up on the Brighton we saw Two or three weeks ago, I think I don't think the, the much has been focused in to the fact that they've just come through an extra time and penalties heartbreak against Manchester United in the FA Cup, which is a big pitch at Wembley. It's draining the emotion of the day. The fact that you've gone all the way toe to toe is surely going to take it out. I've seen it happen to bigger and better teams than Brighton over the years with bigger squads. The same players will be asked to play again, more or less the same, probably maybe one or two changes, but more or less the same team. And I think with, with Forrest having everything to play for and the, the atmosphere at uh, the city ground is going to be electric, I don't think they're going to get beat here. And I don't think if they do, they're not going to get beat heavy. So I like Forrest plus one and a quarter goals. Now, half of that play will be on Forrest plus one, which obviously if the game is one nil, it's a push. And the other half will be on plus one and a half. So the only way you're going to lose money on this bet is if Brighton win by two or more goals. I just can't see it. I just can't see them lifting themselves up so quickly after the weekend. And then with so many games, I think Brighton could be a side to fade in the next three or four weeks. But I'm going to be very interested to see whether the big syndicates and the big betters agree with me here because Brighton have been just the subject of three, probably the biggest three gambles of the Premier League season in the last three weeks. But uh, I always like to swim against the tide. On this occasion, I'm going to go for Nottingham Forest here, plus one and a quarter goals. Good stuff. Interesting. And I, I agree with you a little bit on that one in terms of how, you know, how the Brighton recover from that. Not not so much the extra minutes that they played yesterday, which is obviously an issue in itself, but the, the emotional sort of um, 
don't want to say damage, but you know how they'll be feeling after the way they crashed out of the FA Cup because their penalties up until that point were flawless. And then Solly Marsh, who I actually thought had a good game, stepped up and, and just got it horribly, horribly wrong. You've only got um, to look at Fulham. You've only got to look at Fulham when Fulham yeah. lost to um, to Manchester United in the, in, in the FA Cup. Their league form really suffered, and that was like a didn't go extra time, but it was similar kind of circumstances. They were winning, then had that madness, that three minutes of madness. Two players sent off and a manager sent off, and they hardly won a game since. Um, it does have that effect, the FA Cup, especially for a club like Brighton, that they really wanted to get there for their fans. It would be the first time in 40 years they got to the FA Cup final. It, it, it feels as though yesterday the season come to an end, and I think it's going to be very, very hard to lift them against a time, team like Nottingham Forest, who will look at the result against Liverpool and think, we've got a chance of survival here, and then going at home and playing Brighton. They're a team that you wouldn't want to. You, not you. You don't mind playing at the, at the time of the, of the calendar, and one and a quarter goals, I think, is is a little bit too too much to get. So, I'm not saying they'll win Forest, but I don't think Brighton are going to win by two or more goals. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Brighton were knocked out of the FA Cup, Jack, by Manchester United, uh, who of course travelled to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. This one is on Thursday, eight fifteen kickoff uh, here in the UK. Um, how do you see this one going? Because Tottenham had an absolute stinker at the weekend. Um, Manchester United obviously getting through, but maybe used a lot of energy and, and obviously have some injury problems of their own. Yeah, you nearly got through that without a, a big smile on your face, Harry. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine your your DMs were were interesting like on Friday night with, uh, with the result oh, yeah. as that was going. <laughs> and then probably a little bit quieter uh, around about, two o'clock in the UK time or 20 past two in the UK time um, on Sunday. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm taking you out here and the Wembley um, appearance did cross my mind. Of course, I'd take that into account, but the fact that the game is on a Thursday um, was the swinging factor for me. The fact that obviously both these sides played on Sunday, it's not that Spurs are going to get any extra rest. Um, Man United, um, played there and and this is in essence is the same as when they've now been playing in the Europa League on a Thursday night so it's um you know they're used to it as well and uh, they've got a good record uh, first and foremost against uh, a recent good record against Spurs they've won the last four scoring 11 goals as well um won the last two at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 3-0 and 3-1 and um of course Spurs lost the last two and um they were lucky against Brighton we touched on that recently and that's the only win in their last five. And of course, talking of five, five down in 20 minutes against Newcastle yesterday, uh, ended up losing 6-1. Absolute chaos. Absolute chaos, wasn't it? And how are they going to pick themselves up from that? You know, we, we've talked about them being in trouble over the last few weeks. They've got Stellini in there who must be completely shell-shocked and, and shot to bits really as far as where he's going to go with this now. My expectation of Spurs is, having been stuffed so heavily and so quickly, blown away by Newcastle, who could have scored more than six. His focus now is going to be on defence, obviously, over the next um, few days before this game and making sure that that same thing doesn't happen again, which will mean that the bet here is Man United on on zero on the Asian handicap. So effectively, it's tie no bet. It's minus 132. Um, So I'm just... taking United to win, but obviously if they don't and it's a draw, then we, we get a full refund on our, on our stake here. And yes, United have got to come back from that um, 
the, the um, semi-final win, but obviously going to come with, on on opposite of, of Brighton. In fact, with in, in good heart, they got through it. They're into another final. Ten Hag's already been stating we must focus on the next game. The next game is is important, and this is huge for them because if they they beat Spurs here, I would say that that's guaranteed their place in the top four. Spurs won't be able to catch them. There's no one else there. It's going to be the top four as it is at the moment. Um, and again, then they can start doing a bit of rotation ahead of, um, you know, going for that uh, massive FA Cup final, the the Manchester Derby, the first Manchester Derby FA Cup final there's been. So uh, that's simply my, my thinking behind it. Spurs are in, in, in awful state of form. I mean, absolute turmoil. United are strong enough. They won the last three in the league. They've got a good record away from home. Um, they've got the right setup and the right system to play here, even with a few injuries. Um, yeah, I think they'll be able to cope with basically what is Kane and sort of ten others really at the moment. And uh, and that's how I think they'll go there in good heart. And you know what the atmosphere is going to be like at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, especially if United get an early goal. Um, but so United had a couple of struggles this season. Of tends have been against Man City, against Arsenal when they're away. The top two, uh, Newcastle as well. Other than that, they've been very much rock solid. So I can't see them getting beaten here by Spurs at all. Um, I actually I expect them to win, but I've got the safety net because of the FA Cup semi-final and how Spurs potentially will set up here, having been smashed the, of the the full refund on a on a on a draw. So minus one thirty-two, Man United zero Asian handicap. Brilliant stuff. You mentioned Manchester City. You mentioned Arsenal. Uh, those two teams go head to head on Wednesday night in what many are billing as a, a title decider. Huge, huge game at the Etihad. And you can follow uh, Nigel and Jack, who will both be there uh, on Wednesday night at the Etihad Stadium on the brand new Instagram account at Because We Win. So there'll be plenty of content coming your way. Um, Nigel, you've got a pick on this game as well. You're going to be making the trip up to the Etihad. Um, thoughts on this one and, and what can people expect on the Instagram account? Well, t- uh, Jack's got a tough act to follow with myself and Simon holding over the we- weekend. I feel a bit sorry for him. He's, uh, <laughs> he feels like, I feel like he's, he's going on after, um, he's you know, like following Oasis to the console or something like that, you know, going on after the big band, but I'm sure he can do it. I'm sure he can deliver it. He's much more uh, tech savvy than me. So I'm sure the Instagram will look a lot better and uh, be a lot more. Uh, I was struggling to do stories. I, I must admit, I find it very difficult. But uh, anyway, what we can expect, I think we're going to expect a cracker of a football match, but I hope we are. I hope we are. I don't see any reason why it can't live up to expectation because the way the match is set, I don't think uh, a draw is any good for either side and the way that the two teams play. The way that they both attack in the right way, I think we're going to watch an absolutely brilliant football match. I hope, I really hope that it's competitive. I do have a slight worry that that, that Man City could run away, away with it, but um, I hope it's competitive. But I expect goals. I mean, that's you know, when you go to watch a football match, you want to see goals, and uh, I think we'll see goals. I think uh, the bet here for me is both teams to score. Um, I did mention both teams to score in that Leeds v Leicester game. I think this match here is a similar kind of one. Both teams to score, yes, is minus 133. Again, Bet Rivers are the best price in the world here. If you don't want to bet minus 133 as a single, do a parlay. Both teams to score, double Leeds, Leicester, Man City, Arsenal. I did mention the parlay at the weekend in the Premier League in the two matches I did. That would have copped. That would have cashed. So, um, yeah, I think the parlay here would be a, a decent angle to attack. Um, if you look at Arsenal, I mean, I mean, they've got defensive problems, haven't they? I mean, the two centre-halves, the centre-half Saliba, they're missing him. Uh, and obviously, they're missing... Uh, the missing uh, Chenchenko when he didn't play as well, but um, you know, Aaron Ramsdale's got a mistake in him all the time. I mean, 
I've watched Aaron Ramsey since he was at Wimbledon and I, my brother's a good friend of his and I know him quite well as a lad. He's a great lad, but um, he's a great, can pull off absolute unbelievable saves, but I just think he's a little bit under pressure. I think the whole of the Arsenal side looks a bit nervous at the moment. I think they've got mistakes in them. I think they're realising every game so important of it, what they're on, how close they are to winning a Premier League titles, making individual errors. It's a very, very difficult time of them. But uh, I think going to Man City, I think they'll be on it because I think they'll just, I think they're more liable to slip up at home against someone, or they don't expect like they did against Southampton. But the thing is, if you're conceding three goals against Southampton and two goals and, and losing two nil leads, you're going to run out of legs. You're going to run out of luck at some stage. You can't do that against a team like Man City, and Man City will capitalise on it. Um, so goals for me, I mean, eight of the last nine Arsenal games, both teams have scored. Man City have scored in every single home game, every single home game this season. Uh, and they scored at least two goals in virtually 90% of them as well. Uh, the reverse fixture was a 3-1 win. Um, it's a, it's it's an obvious play, really. But um, the way that Arsenal are defending, they're, they're, they're defending, they look like they're going to concede two goals every time they go to the pitch. But with from an attacking perspective, they look like they're going to score two goals every time they go to the pitch. Um, they would have played, they played, didn't they, in the cup, didn't they? They played, Arsenal played Man City in the cup and Arsenal were probably the better team at the Etihad and didn't get the result. Um Man City with a better team at the Emirates. Last season, I think it was last season, I went to the Emirates where Arsenal were much the better side. Probably the best performance I saw from Arsenal. Like, you know, Then you realise Arsenal were on the, onto something special, but they couldn't get the win. And Man City grinded them out. And uh, I've got a feeling that we're going to see goals here again. I think that you can see nerves in this Arsenal side. I just they're, they're young and you can see individual errors which weren't happening at the beginning of the season. And, and when you're doing that, you've got, you've got to be you know, taking on Man City. They'll punish you. I, at the weekend, I watched Man City for the first time live this season. I couldn't believe how the size of Haaland. I mean, that was a big takeout for me. He's just a beast. He didn't really do much, but he just off the ball running and his skill. And the player that just is, gets better and better does the simple things now is Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is getting better and better week in and week out. Um, he's, he just does the simple things now instead of being over elaborate. And they just look at just a finely oiled machine that just come in right into the stretch of what they do. And they just put the foot in the accelerator and they go. 10, 15 games don't seem to show any nerves. They just seem to be getting better as uh, as the pressure goes on. And that's what they, they've done, their history, their experience over the years. But both sides, is Achilles heel is their defence. Both sides have got the best forward lines and the best attacking ability in the Premier League. And I think this will live up to expectation. And I think both teams will score. I think Man City will edge it. Um, I, I can't see Arsenal winning it. I think it could make may could be a high scoring draw, but I think the best angle for me would be both teams to score yes at minus one thirty two. But I'm looking forward to the game, looking forward to the trip, and uh, hopefully we have a, we watch a brilliant game of football. And uh, but I think both teams to score is definitely the the angle here. Jack, any any thoughts on this one? I know you haven't got an official play, but I can see you sort of smiling as Nigel was was going through struggling, these, uh, struggling, my voice, struggling. <laughs> I was just, I was watching your reactions, to be fair, and like seeing look, the nerves are in the top left hand corner of my screen, as well as, as, as on the pitch from Arsenal's players. So I, I feel for me, looking at the prices, I couldn't really play what I fancied in this, and I do fancy a Man City win. Um, I think they've just come into that, that zone at the moment, and Arsenal are just going to fall short. Prices on Man City are not playable, um, but yeah, I, I'd take them to win. And yeah, I can see like a two-one, something like that, three-one maybe. Sorry, cool. <laughs> and right. you come on. What do you no, think? I, I, so I think that 
Arsenal probably lose on the night. I, and I actually, in a weird way, obviously the points difference would make Manchester City favourites. But I don't think a Man City win ends the title race, as people are saying. I think what it does is it damages Arsenal mentally and it's whether they can pick themselves back up and, and do what they need to to be there if City drops something. But it's, um yeah, it's the last couple of games have not been great for us. The last three games, but at the same time, going into the game with a little bit less pressure because of those results, it might suit this young team because the pressure is on City to win this. They're the ones that are behind. Do you think so? And 100%. They're behind I think the pressure. You know? I think the pressure. They don't, they don't have any pressure. Man City don't. They've done it. They've seen it. They've done it. They've got no pressure. I, I think I think everybody expects them to go on and win the league. And if they don't, people will look at it and go, well, they've had an underpar season. If Arsenal finish second, a point or two behind Manchester City, when the dust settles, people will still say that was a great season for Arsenal, I think. They've won 11 of the last 12 matches at the crucial part of the season. That's not a sideshow in pressure. They're, they're, they're going to, they're, they're just, they're just that extra level of experience. Arsenal will come better from this. And next season, the season the experience they're going to have here. But this is, this is a side that are in these positions every year. And they always do the same. They just go on that winning run and they put it to bed. If, if they do, if they win all their Premier League games between now and the end of the season, I think they'd have won 14 or 15 on the bounce and they deserve it. Fair play, hands up. You know, they're well, they going to drop points. If you look at the title bet now, you know, Man City, they're never going to drop points at home. They play West Ham, Leeds, Chelsea at home, right? They're not going to lose any of them. Away from home, we've got Fulham, who we've been saying for weeks, aren't off a yard. They've got to go to Everton. That might be tough. Everton might need a result, but not playing good enough. Brighton, in the last two road games will be Brighton, whose season could be over, and Brentford, who have got absolutely nothing to play for. Where, where can... I just can't see how they can drop points. Whereas uh, new, new, you look at Arsenal, they could drop points in a lot of games. They, Newcastle away, Chelsea at, will, will, will Chelsea will put in a performance. Brock, not in the Forest away. We just said in the show here how good not in the Forest are at home, and they'll be need the points. I just, can, I just, even if Arsenal won this match, I still think that there's more chance that Man City could could win every single game and still put pressure on, and Arsenal would drop points. I just can't see where I just cannot see anywhere where where Man City drop points. It's interesting. No, I, on minus one eighty, Man City to win to, uh, Wednesday night. And minus four hundred for the title, aren't they? So mm-hmm. effectively, you know, Bet Rivers and and everyone else has written the, this over. Really, uh, those odds. So um, yeah, it's well, it's going. I think it's going to be a cracking game. Absolutely, I think it's, that's the main thing <laughs> for me as a going as a neutral. But um, yeah, I mean, the Newcastle away game now takes that. I mean, that looks a difficult mm-hmm. ask for Arsenal on the performance we saw yesterday, and obviously, you know. I just the thing is I just can't they're just too good Man City just just too good and they they can win it and also they're just going to fall short and when you've gone toe to toe with the best team in world football and you just fall short that's a great it's a great thing you know this this team the best team we've seen they're gonna they're gonna are they gonna win all three tournaments they're gonna win the, the league they do what Man United did they win the FA Cup and they win the Champions League and they'll be considered one of the greatest ever teams of history and, and Arsenal went toe-to-toe with them right to the final of the season. It's very, very young side. So it's a great achievement, but they're just going to fall short for me. Yeah, I did, that's where my head's at as well. Obviously, my heart says something different, but my <laughs> head's definitely there. Um, so in terms of the odds, you, you've mentioned it, uh, the title race, Man City minus 400, Arsenal plus 300, uh, Manchester United, Newcastle and Brighton. There are odds for those teams. But I think do you know, do you know, do you know where I would, um, where I would, I wouldn't bet Man City now at minus 400. But if Arsenal beat 
Man City tomorrow, or on Wednesday, sorry, and Man City went out to something like plus 275 or plus $3 or something like that, I'd bet Man City. Hmm. I'd bet Man City then because Arsenal will slip up more as the the pressure builds on them, and I just don't think Man City will. So I would I would like Matt, I would like Arsenal to win this match on Wednesday. Everyone gets said they've won the league. This is a brilliant performance, and then I think Arsenal were much more likely to drop points in the running than 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 uh, Man City. Going on to the uh, relegation odds, uh, Southampton are the strong strong favourites to go down. I think we can all agree that they're probably gone. Is that fair to say? Or did you see uh, enough on yeah. Friday to suggest that maybe they could put no, a run together? They're, well, they got they got Liverpool, they've got Newcastle away. They've got to play a lot of teams at the bottom. They're going to play Bournemouth, which is a big match on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, they, if they lose that, then they're gone. Yeah. Uh, Nottingham Forest at minus 500. Everton minus 118. Leeds at plus 160. Leicester plus 162. Bournemouth plus 800. I think uh, Bournemouth for a big price. Yeah. Mm. I think Bournemouth for a big price. Bournemouth have to play... Southampton and Leeds in the next two matches and they play Everton on the final day of the season. Now, they're, they're big matches against each other and I think um, we might have thought that they were a side that was safe and I think if I was having a bet now, I think I think, I think think Southampton are gone. Hmm. I think Leicester will come good. I think Leicester will, will, will score goals and get through. I think Leeds will just about have enough. I think Everton, will, their home form will get them through but I think tomorrow night, if Southampton can beat Bournemouth, I think Bournemouth are right back in this relegation battle. And I think that, I, and, and Southampton must be confident to beat Bournemouth after the 3 3 against uh, against Arsenal. So if I was having a, someone gave me a free wager now to have on that relegation market, I'd bet Bournemouth. Wolves plus uh, 3,300. I think they're, they're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and West Ham at plus 5,000 at the moment after their victory yesterday. Um, anything else to add, guys, uh, before we say our goodbyes? No, nothing, mate. Just looking forward to the game on uh, on Wednesday night, and obviously follow us on our new Instagram account. It's, it should be quite a journey. Could be, could be, could, could be entertainment. <laughs> Indeed, uh, nice one, guys. Thank you to Jack. Thank you to Nigel. Um, let me just quickly round up the guys' picks. So Leeds versus Leicester. Uh, Jack's gone for over two point seven five goals at minus one twelve. Nigel's gone for both teams to score at minus 152 in that game. Jack's gone for West Ham at plus a half uh, at minus 109 in their clash with Liverpool. Uh, Nigel has gone for Nottingham Forest plus one and a quarter goals against Brighton at minus 133. Uh, Jack has gone for Manchester United at zero on the Asian handicap, so effectively a draw, uh, no bet, uh, where they travel to Spurs. That's at minus 132. And in the big game between Manchester City and Arsenal on Wednesday night, remember, there'll be coverage over on the Because We Win Instagram account. So make sure uh, you're followed uh, over there. Uh, Nigel's gone for both teams to score at minus 133. We'll see you all a little bit later on in the week as we build up to another weekend of Premier League action. But this has been our picks on the midweek card, which, as I said at the start, stretches across Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. We'll see you all next time. Until then, goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 